It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The day has finally come. It's time for the NBA draft lottery. So much of the Thunder future will be determined by this day today. The Thunder, at about 8.30 local time, could have the verge of a dynasty, or they could have their worst possible outcome unfold. On today's show, we're going to start it with the second half of our chat with Richard Stamen, where we go through different lottery simulations and talk about how they could trade up or stay put, or what outcomes would be good or bad for the Thunder. At the back end of this, I'm going to recap it all, get you set for lottery night, and then tomorrow we're going to come back and it will be time to recap what we know about the upcoming NBA draft and talk about the draft in more tangible ways. Tonight is the biggest night of the season. It's what the season is all about, so let's enjoy it. Join us. Do not forget to join us on the Locked On NBA YouTube page and many other platforms for our Locked On NBA Lottery live stream. Without further ado, enjoy the show. That is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Michelob Ultra. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, we do an exercise here leading up to the lottery where we simulate three or four draft scenarios and talk about them. So with you on the podcast as a draft expert, I want to bring you in on that. And I want to talk about, number one, what the outcome looks like for the Thunder, just on, on paper, who they could draft at that slot, you know, what kind of talent they're going to get at that slot, grading the value of their picks. And then based on the teams that we see on the simulation that go above them, you know, who could they use as leverage to trade up for in this draft and try to get higher in the draft. So are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right, we're going to simulate for the first time on tankathon.com. Here we go. It's simulating. Oh, boy. Okay. The most likely scenario occurred. So Cleveland goes up to one. Minnesota goes to two. Houston falls two spots to three, but not far enough, of course, for the Thunder to get their pick. Detroit falls two spots to four. Orlando at five. And then your Oklahoma City Thunder are at six. So the Thunder come in with six, 16, in 18 how would you grade that package it's it's not bad like are you talking you're mean like for in terms of to trade up to trade up if you were going to use six six 16 and 18 are you i don't know if you're jumping three is I, i'm not even confident you would get the third pick but i'm also like three is wide open that you actually might get it and i do think one of the consensus top five guys falls out of the top five you might be able to get the third pick with that. Would you, would you even want to move at that point then? Because if, if we set the scene here, you've already mentioned how most of the time the best player is not in the top five. And you've already mentioned also how the top five is widely debatable. And the way I've been saying is that two through, two through five is just unknown. I, like everyone yeah. that I talk to inside, outside the NBA has a different one, the two through five. I do, you do, everyone does. 
uh, you know, even inside the NBA. So we don't even know what the price would be on the, on the say trade up for Cape Cunningham. I mean, I should say Jalen green, if Jalen green, Sam Pressy's guy, the way he's my guy, he could go two, he could go five, he could go seven. Like we just don't know to where, how can you put a value on trading up for that? And so I say all that to say this, if we already can agree that most of the time, the best player might fall out of the top five anyway. And we can all agree that Sam Pressy is very good at talent evaluation and his staff is as well. Would you even want to consolidate these draft picks? Because at that point, at six, you would give Sam Presti the pick of the litter. Even if it goes traditionally, and it goes, you know, Cade, Mobley, Suggs, Green, Kaminga. At six, Sam Presti now has the pick of the draft. He can grab whoever he wants, whoever he truly believes in, and he, and he kind of gets that first uh, pick off the top. Would you try to move up still, or would you say at six and keep 16 and 18? Honestly, I'd go a little bit different. I would keep six probably. And then, because at that point, like everybody knows the top five is on a tier of their own. And like, if you're getting the first pick of the next tier, that's not a bad alternative if you've done your homework. So I would keep six and actually I would probably try and move 18, 16. And what is it? You have 35 and 36 as well, or 36, 37. Move so those four 36, picks. 55. Yeah, if you move, move, and I don't even think you have to give up all of those picks. You could easily move 16, 18, one or two of those second round picks, um, maybe even a future one instead of the current one, and get into the lottery with pretty easy. I think you could get to like 11 by doing that. So 10 or 11. turn this package into six and 11, uh, which you can't really, I mean, realistically, taking a look at this roster, you want to develop Shea, Dort, Maldon, Baisley, Poku. That's who you want to, you know, kind of focus on development. Before we even talk about the draft, is those five guys. Can you afford to add three more guys into the mix of first round caliber that you also need to focus on developing? Is there enough time? Is there enough usage? Is there enough, uh, you know, just anything to add three more players where it could be more easily manageable to add two? So, like, I think that you're right in the sense of wherever the Thunders pick lands, one through eight, you might keep that and then trade Boston's pick and Miami's pick at 16 and 18 and try to maneuver up that way. Uh, so it'll be fascinating to see how the ladder shakes out, of course. So, so the first spin, you'd give that a what? In terms, of, in terms of fan happiness now, rating it from a fan happiness perspective, you've given us 6, 16, 18. How happy should Thunder fans be? I think that would be pretty good. I mean, like you said, you probably don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. But – at the same time, if you have all these lottery tickets, like something's going to get you at least some prize. Like I, I personally am in the belief that if you can keep these draft picks, like it's almost like a new car, right? The second there's actually a name attached to draft picks, the value kind of diminishes because it could be anything when it's, it's all mysterious when it's a draft pick title, but the second it actually has a name attached, you're like, well, there's actual flaws to this. And so I think if you can keep their, you know, their value around neutral, I think you're looking at a pretty positive outcome because at the end of the day, a lot of these guys are probably not going to be on the team in three years. Like one way or another, some will flame out, some will be traded. I think if you're trying to make, which my personal belief is, and this is like a whole side tangent, but I think they can make a trade for both Beal and Cat if they really wanted to with all the assets they had. And if they can turn these picks into actually decent players that have value in a trade, all the better. You're, you're around the money there. They could do that for Cat and, and Beal or whoever else might come available. That's why they've set themselves up for this. That's why 
there's no such thing as too many first round picks because you need to continue uh, to have that, that asset in your inventory uh, and get those, those top players because the Thunder cannot get them any other way. They can either draft them or trade for them. They cannot sign them in free agency. So they need all the chances that they can get, th- those lottery tickets that they can get uh, at a top player. Now, spin number two. Now we're cooking up peanut oil. Here we go. This is a fun one. Orlando number one. Cleveland number two. Oklahoma City goes up one spot to number three. And Houston falls to five. And Sacramento jumps in the top five. So the Thunder have three, five, and 16. Because Houston now gets minus pick at 18. So they have three, five, and 16. Number one, how... On a scale of one to ten, this is a ten, right? In terms of you should be excited and dancing. With the Man, you got two of the top five tier, like as a whole, tier one guys. Obviously, within that tier one, there's tiers, but yeah, that's a big win. And then you get a chance at sixteen. Say you want, and say you get Kuminga and Green or something, the the super high ceiling guys. Which I think there's a zero percent chance one of them busts, uh, or I'm sorry, that both of them bust. I think one of them will be an absolute hit, and the other may not, but at least one of them will hit. If you get a chance to get both of those guys, that's an absolute win. And you can honestly afford to shift your focus into getting a high floor guy at 16. Now, this is where the trades get interesting uh, because we've said all along that, that Kate Cunningham's untradeable. I've heard that from you. I've heard that from others. I've heard <laughs> that from everybody. But you know, you know, are, you, are we sure that if you package three, five, and 16, and maybe a sweetener like Darius Baisley, that the magic wouldn't say, okay, yeah, I have Cade. I'll, I'll take all that. Yeah, I think it's a little bit tricky because kind of the same situation as you brought up with Oklahoma City a minute ago with about having having all these players to develop. Orlando is kind of in that same boat now as of like the last three months when they got RJ Hampton. You know, Markel Fultz is still pretty young and they're still trying to they're, – he's number one priority and I think he's a pretty – and this isn't a character thing. It's just like a like an analogy almost but or a metaphor. But he's a high-maintenance project right like he has so much he has a huge obstacle to overcome that you know you want to put a lot of effort into him do they really benefit from getting three and five now on paper i think i agree that would be actually one of the more intriguing ones because if you could get say mobley somehow falls to three that's a dream scenario for him they get assets and they get probably a guy who is the their best option outside of kate cunningham it is time now for the michelob ultra prospect of the week It's lottery night. We're hoping for a ton of success, happiness, enjoyment, and joy on tonight. Hopefully the Thunder come away with the number one overall pick. And that means our prospect of the week is none other than Cade Cunningham. Because Cade Cunningham would be so worth it and you'd enjoy him so much just as you should enjoy Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. And Cade Cunningham would not only bring you joy, but create success as well for the Thunder and make the Thunder... Sitting on the verge of a dynasty team. The pairing with Cade Cunningham and SGA would be immaculate. You'd love to see it. That's why he's the Michael Ultra player of the week for today as we sit just a couple hours away from the NBA lottery. Now, you can go back and listen to our full prospect profile on Cade Cunningham earlier on in this Thunder podcast, Locked on Thunder, uh, back on your podcast feeds. So, do not forget, Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. is only worth if you enjoy it, so check it out today. Michelob Ultra is awesome. I love it, and it's also a great, great beverage to have on hand for lottery night. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So going back to the issue, though, as they just laid out for us, in this simulation, let's say that the Magic agree to this, right? That, that they'll take three, they'll take five, they'll take 16, and you can have Cade Cunningham. They also, though, have pick nine from Chicago. So then they would have picks five, picks mm. three, picks nine, picks 16. Is, do they have enough spots to, to foster those guys? <laughs> No. Yeah. That would a hundred percent have to be, that's a, that's a future move without a doubt. I, I don't I'm know what it would be, but, but yeah, that's a traded two, right? In this scenario, you get three and five. There's no point to go to two. Is there? If you really think Mobley is your guy and someone else is okay to not have Mobley and if they would rather have, if you know someone is higher on Jalen green than Mobley, which will happen, then you might be able to pull it off if you're wanting Mobley. Could you see maybe a, a move where you keep three and get two and you trade, say, the Rockets pick at five the, and maybe the Thunders pick at 16 and go from five to two and get picks two and three instead of having picks three, five, and 16? It, would Cleveland do that? Could you say it one more time? Sorry, I, I, uh, I'm yeah, overwhelmed now with how many picks they have. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to keep up with. So in this scenario, Cleveland has number two. And so we mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, would you even want to go to two? For the Thunder, they have picks three, five, and 16. Could you see a scenario where Cleveland, instead of taking pick three, will allow the Thunder to keep pick three, and Cleveland instead takes picks five, so they drop from two to five, and pick up pick 16, and then maybe a sweetener, you know, a future first-round pick or Darius space or something. Would that be worth it for either side, and would that even be possible? I think if you threw building block Baisley in there, they might actually – that actually is probably the best one you could do. I, I love you for using the, the nickname Building Block Baisley. <laughs> I mean, as a founder of the Building Block Baisley community, uh, it, it pains me to keep throwing him into these fake trades. But for the Thunder, would you rather have three, five, and 16, or would you rather have two and three? Two and three. Two and three. If you're getting, and that's most likely going to be Evan Mobley and Jalen Green. So if you got both of those guys, I think you're, you're doing just fine for the future. If you somehow did get both those guys, Mobley, Green, and then add them in, add them, add them into you know the core of SGA, uh, Poku, and all that, what would be your timeline then? Because I think that Thunder fans are struggling to realize that Sam Presti can keep saying, keep kicking the can down the road of saying, oh, this is going to be a long journey, a long process. What he's doing there is he's setting the expectations low. That way that if this is a long process, because let's face it, if they get picks 16 uh, you know, 18 and, and seven, it will be a longer process. If it is a long process, you're not going to come headhunt for them. But if it's not a long process, uh, you know, then it's even, you know, it's just gravy. I think that the timeline for Oklahoma City is not defined yet whatsoever, because if they get picks one and five or, or two and five or uh, two picks in the top five, the timeline is heavily accelerated. Now, they're not going to be great next year. They're going to be so young they need to, to develop, but it won't take 15 years. It'll take like two, maybe even, maybe even three more years. What would be the timeline for the Thunder if they get two top five picks like they just did? Yeah, it 100% accelerates the timeline. I think kind of like, I mean, I agree with you. I think within, I think you spend one year battling it out and you, you accept whatever results. I don't think you need to tank again. Um, but I do think by after, what would that be, the 2022-23 season, you would probably want to see them at the least in the play-in game, probably around that eight seed. 
And I think it's fully reasonable. Again, we don't know necessarily what will happen in those two years because a lot of trades can happen. Unhappy stars can come up. And let's be real, Oklahoma City is going to be the center of these of these uh, big trades that, that are inevitable. With all the assets they have, it's going to be a bidding war between them and New Orleans. So I think within two years, if this scenario happens, Oklahoma City is a playoff team rather safely. Exactly. And we've seen that once you hit on these picks, though, your clock is not that long. I mean, you have a nine-year window with the with the parameters of the contracts and everything, but these players begin to put pressure on the front offices and the teams immediately. Luka Doncic is already putting pressure on Dallas. Zion's putting pressure on you know, New Orleans or his family is. And so you need to get this process started quickly, sooner rather than later. And you mentioned the, the avenues that Thunder have at their disposal. The Sam Presti quote about being a long journey – that's about if they don't get those franchise changers yet. If they have to wait another year to get them, then it becomes more of a process because you do have to give them time to grow. Like we said, even with Mobley and Green, the, the, just, just the unbelievable scenario there, they're going to be young next year. They're not going to close out games very well next year. You play them, they play hard, they lose close games. Then next year they're, they're playing team and you can't expect them to do anything in the playoffs. Maybe they want to play in, go to the eighth seed and, and give it a run of the number one seed. And then the next year is whenever you're going for, okay, Let's be comfortable in the playoffs. Let's try to win a playoff series. And let's try to gear up for that. So even if you hit this year, it's a three-year window. The, the long journey quote from Sam Presti is about if you don't hit this year, if you don't, if you don't get those kind of guys in this class. So one more simulation here. Okay. This is as close to the dream scenario as you can get. Minnesota goes to one. They jump five spots. Oklahoma City jumps two spots and goes to two. Orlando stays the exact same at three. Toronto leaps up three spots to go to four. That means Houston falls four to go to five and gives their pick to Oklahoma City. So the top five is Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Orlando, Toronto, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City also has pick 16. Okay. Once again, Minnesota is the team in line for Cade Cunningham. Is two, five, and 16 doing anything for Minnesota? It's, I'll give you this. It is more than I had, than I would have said to be able to do it than three months ago. And I said, nothing will do it. This would get them thinking because again, this would come down to the school of thought where they believe Cade, because let's be real. Some team is going to say, Cade may not be the best player. Like they're skeptical of him being number one. If they have number one, then it's not like a no brainer number one for them. So if Minnesota is that team that says, Hey, like think about what our roster is. We just drafted Anthony Edwards. You know, we kind of have some guards already. We don't, you know, they have d like, can they really afford another ball handler? They might look at it short-sighted and say, we need to do everything we can to keep Cat in town. And maybe they think Kate is the move. And if they don't, though, if they think Mobley would be that guy who makes up for his weaknesses on the defensive end, they might move down. If they, It depends on their outlook, but that's probably the most intriguing one that I've seen you throw at me yet. And once again, the Thunder have the tools now. They have picked two. And then they have five and 16. And if Orlando or Toronto want to look to move down, you, you try on one spot, Orlando or two, there's not very many you know, packages better than Houston and, uh, and, and a 16th overall pick this year, or, or even, of course, a future pick to where the Thunder keep the 16th overall pick and give them a future pick uh, the way that we saw Luca and Trey get swapped for each other and then a future pick as well uh, that turned out to be Cam Reddish. Uh, the Thunder at this point would have so much flexibility and so much possibility uh, that it'd be unbelievable. Now the players involved, let's say that they, let's just forget about trades and say they get option two and pick five. At two, we've, we've both raised concerns about Evan Mobley a little bit. You're higher on him than others. You think he's going to be Kevin Durant. 
we've both had concerns about uh, uh, Jalen Suggs and his fit next to Shea. At two, would you go Mobley here? Or would you shock the world like I did in our mock draft and take Green and Kaminga at, at two and five? Yeah, I mean, you know where I stand on Mobley. I, I'm all in on him. I, I think I would still take him at two. So what we, we mentioned that Mobley would be the perfect fitness for Shea. And if, if Mobley got to handpick his team, he might pick Oklahoma City in terms of uh, the teams that can realistically win the lottery or, or win the second slot in the lottery uh, to get him because of how well he fits next to SGA. So Mobley would be the pick at two. Now let's assume it goes Suggs, Orlando, Green, Toronto. Now you're at five with either Kaminga or the rest of the draft. Do you go with Kaminga or do you go with the rest of the draft? Man, that gets difficult. I, I think, man, part of me wants to say Kaminga, but I don't know. I don't know if you want another, like, how do I, I don't know if Kaminga would fit with that court at this point where Mobley kind of puts it over the top where it's like, maybe look at the backcourt. I would personally, if there was, if there was a situation and I'm, I love Kaminga, I'm very high on him, but I don't know if Oklahoma city at five with that core at that point is the best spot for him. I think I would maybe look and maybe I'm just completely overthinking thinking this. I have this guy as my number five, five prospect, excuse me, which is James book Knight. He's an automatic score. He will translate. I have zero concerns about how his game would translate to the next level. He had a 40-point game against the top 30 defense in the country, getting Creighton, just can get whatever he wants whenever he wants, and he's still got a lot of room to grow as a scorer. So if you really want to kind of get that guy who has a good combination of floor and ceiling, and you don't want to go for an all-out lottery ticket in Kaminga, maybe you go book Knight at five. That's who I would probably lean towards. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing right now. Track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So do not sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action at betonline.ag. Head to their website or on your mobile device and sign up today. Whenever you sign up today, you're going to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by going to betonline.ag and signing up with our code locked on. That's signing up with our code locked on at betonline.ag. You will receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but online, your online sportbook experts. Once here right now, but our good friends over at rackauto.com. Rackauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you could have been going to rackauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need because you can save time and money using rackauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership, you do not want to do that. You want to go to rockauto.com, a family-owned business for do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years because their prices are reliably low for every single customer. And you know what? Whenever you go to those local stores or dealerships, all they're going to do is type on their computer, see what's in their warehouse, and order it. At rockauto.com, you can do the same thing, only with a much wider selection and finding exactly what you need for the exact cost you want to pay at rockauto.com. Go there right now, tell them that Locked On sent you, 
and the how did you hear about a box and they'll know what to do from there. Reliably low prices of the parts your car ever need. RockAuto.com. And Boone Knight could really help this Thunder offense that, that needs some help. If the Thunder do agree with you and they love Boone Knight, is there value in trading five for, say, maybe seven at Cleveland or, or uh, you know, eight with Orlando moving back in the top five from eight and you get the, the pick at eight uh, and that kind of drafting, you know, kind of drafting Boone Knight in the more comfortable range of the draft, similar to what Atlanta did. I mean, they love Trey Young. They wanted Trey Young without a doubt, but they knew it was going to be a reach to draft Trey Young that high. So they found the value with Dallas that Dallas loves Luka and Dallas wanted Luka at any cost possible. So they not only got Trey, but they got an additional first round pick of value and went on about their way with their, with their guy for better or worse. If that's the case, would you just go ahead and take Knight at five or would you, you know, kind of search around for a trade and more kind of reasonable pick for Knight? Yeah. I mean, I think if you can take him at seven, you do it. It depends on, I think if there's one player, it all depends on it's Scotty Barnes. If teams are looking at him as that next guy outside of the top five, then you're going to get away with it, I think. But we really, that's actually one of those things where I think book Knight has a chance to be the, and I should have thought of this when you, when you asked earlier, but book Knight has got, has a chance to be the guy who rises in within the top 10. So it's kind of hard to say it right now, but as how it looks right now, I would say you could probably get book night at seven. So you could gain assets while doing that. This was fun. Of course, we hope the lottery would be just as fun. And, and honestly, whatever happens, we're going to be here to recap it all on Wednesday after the lottery. But you mentioned Scotty Barnes there real quick as a, as a draft question on the way out. It feels like the draft community is either a big Scotty Barnes guy or a big Keon Johnson guy. It feels like those maybe might be the two guys that go head to head in terms of the, the, the category that they're each in. Who do you have ahead of who? You know, so you have Scotty Barnes first or uh, Keon Johnson first? Yeah, I've got Scotty Barnes at seven and I've got Keon at nine. The one who I'm actually a little bit lower on, it's actually the one guy who I'm different on. And I feel like you could almost pair a third guy in there, which is Josh Giddy. I have him at 21. I'm not... I just, I have a lot of reservations about him. Like the passing is awesome and the feel for the game is incredible, but I, I just don't think I buy the shot and his defense is pretty bad. So I, I just got some concerns about him. I would say he's the guy who you could throw into that mix that people, I've seen people say he's the fifth guy, not Kuminga. So that's, that's where I would kind of throw a curveball in on you on that. Well, now you have to riff on riff on Josh Giddy because Josh Giddy has a huge <laughs> fan base within the Thunder yeah. fans. They are all they're all DMing me, mentioning me. When are you going to do Josh Giddy's profile? When are you going to do Josh Giddy's profile? What are the the keys, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of Josh Giddy, and why you've kind of bumped them all the way down? Yeah, it's just I really and to be fair, when I say twenty first, it's going to get a lot of people to say what. And uh, let me just clarify: I don't think he's the guy who's going to be out of the league in five years or some some crazy stuff like that. I just think he's kind of a role player, not that everybody's looking for kind of that next Luka Doncic, and he has the passing level of Luka Doncic, don't get me wrong, but he can't really hit a pull-up jump shot. His base is really bad on his jump shot. Um, he, it looks like he kind of does the splits. Granted, there was an Instagram video on Friday that came out saying like, hey, look at his new shot. And to me, there wasn't much different. It was just the less the leg kick, but he has short arms. His hips are bad on defense. He's not always at stance. But the good news for him is, again, that, that you know, high IQ really carries him a long way. He's great in the pick and roll, absolutely manipulates defense, um, really good vision. And his jump shot, while it does have concerns at the bottom, it starts really high, so it's very hard to block. So he does have that going for him. Again, I just worry about a ceiling.
Man, this has been fun. I cannot wait for our chat later on this week. So we're recording some the Friday before this week. Later on this week to actually talk about the draft in terms of having the evidence of what the Thunder have in this lottery. Best of luck to your magic in the lottery as well. Now, what's your gut telling you right now? Are we going to be dancing in the streets on Tuesday night or maybe disappointed? Just your gut feeling uh, on the odds. Where do the Thunder land? Yeah, so I feel like there's going to be three teams that are going to be just holding each other tight and in a support group. And that's going to be Minnesota because they're going to lose their pick. Um, I, I would have just, just have this weird feeling. I think it's top three protected that it's going to be like the fourth pick. And then Orlando, I feel like Chicago is going to jump Orlando in the standings. Orlando will go to like five. And then Oklahoma City will go to six is my hunch. And I pray to God I'm wrong on all three because I actually really want that to be the top three. Oklahoma City at the six? Yeah, I want it to be the opposite where it's in some order, preferably Orlando number one, of course. But uh, I fully understand and, and can support Oklahoma City getting number one. Um, it's something where those where Minnesota, Orlando, and Oklahoma City are top three in any order. That would be honestly my dream scenario. You know what? We'll make this a longer podcast real quick. <laughs> the most fun for Kate getting in to go to. Like if you, if you could rig the lottery right now, give me your top four destinations you want to see Kate Cunningham go to so he can, so he can thrive and be <laughs> an elite player that he should be. I mean, there's some cheating answers in here, but I'm still going to do it. Um, two of three of them are big jumps. One is Sacramento. Let them, let them finally get the justice they deserve for the 2018 draft. Let them get the guy who's they the did that to themselves. They had immense lottery luck in 2018. Of course, of get course. Out of here. But it's a new front office. It's a seat. That one, <laughs> I like how that's less popular than any of the Josh Giddy stuff I said. <laughs> but I mean, like, but it's a new front office. They have a chance. And then New Orleans with uh with Zion. Granted, I I cover a team in the Southwest Division. That's a death wish. And then I really <laughs> I really like Golden State. That's an absolute cheating answer because they would have oh. to jump, have an historic jump. But think about it. Like, just think about it for a second. And then to. if you want a more realistic one, honestly, Oklahoma City is right there because SGA and Kate is probably the perfect complement for each other with Poku. With Poku. Do not forget Alexei Pogoshevsky. And, and should I bring up uh, building block Baisley as well? Hey, if, if the third is the top of the world pick, he's still on the roster, baby. We're not putting him in any more fake trades. BBB is going strong, man. I'm telling you. But who deserves it? Who, who deserves – if you could just give a fan base that deserves the number one overall pick, who would you give it to? Are you just I'm, trying to make me say – you're trying to make me hated by Oklahoma City fans for not saying Oklahoma City? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Houston got pretty screwed out of it because – Whoa! Like, it wasn't their fault that James – I mean, it was. But it wasn't like – I don't know. When you lose a superstar, I always kind of feel bad, but also they did it to themselves. So maybe not them actually. Now that I'm talking this through, I'm going to go with Toronto. I can get behind Toronto because they, they had to play, uh, you know, no home games this year. Uh, yep. They just had a bad time with COVID this year. I mean, they had so many COVID, you know, outbreaks uh, to where they even played with like without eight players, even though that shouldn't have been allowed. You know, they, they, they had one game like that. It, it was, it was crazy with Toronto. I can agree with Toronto. I'd say Toronto deserves it. Oklahoma City deserves it, number two. And then for my third team that deserves it, I'd say Detroit. I mean, yeah, let's have some fun with Detroit. They're doing things the right way. Troy Weaver and also Sam Presti can fleece Troy Weaver. So I'll give him number one. <laughs> hey, I, I, I like that neither of us said each other's teams on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, the magic, please. What have the magic ever done? They, they took 15 years to embrace the tanker for being mediocre. Get out of here. And now they get two top <laughs> 10 picks. Get out of here. 
I mean, they did show their free agency board, so it's the least the NBA can do. It's return the favor. Right. <laughs> Just rig it. Do you believe the lottery is rigged? No. No. I. How can it be? Like, the idea of it, yes, but, like, actually, there's too many – it, it, I don't believe in conspiracy theories and it's a conspiracy theory that like requires far too many noises around it where it's like this person has to be silent. And like, think about all the people that have to go through like a code of silence and like, a, I just, I can't believe it. It'll be exciting. I, I cannot wait. Hope you're popping in the, our lottery hangout on Locked on NBA YouTube because me and Jackson will be there and, and Locked on Thunder, Locked on Rockets represented we're both going to cry. It's going to be for different reasons though, because who would have thought <laughs> that this Rockets pick might not convey like, like whenever they made that trade, I mean, it, they, no one would have thought they'd even be sniffing top four. And now the Thunder might get their pick at five. Like, oh, so much can change in a day. Uh, I, I wish the magic luck. I wish the thunder luck and hopefully it all works out. Yeah. I mean, Cade wants to be in Orlando, so it, it should work out. What is this stuff with NBA fan base? He's like, oh, Cade wants to be here. We don't know. No, he actually did say on Instagram. You know who we know Cade wants to be, by the way? Cade went to Stillwater, Oklahoma. He, he, (laughs) he, on his own God-free will, even after a postseason ban at first, went to Stillwater, Oklahoma. He wants to be with the Thunder. If you choose to be in Stillwater, you'd love Oklahoma City and Edmond. I'm just saying. (laughs) Hey, I mean, being being teammates with Isaac Likely is like a – it's a pretty big, you know, a lot of colleges have that going for them. And that's, that's a big recruitment thing for Oklahoma State. Yeah, you know, it's a big recruitment thing for the Thunder, <laughs> Alexei Pokashevsky. But Richard, I appreciate you joining. We still don't know who's going to represent the Thunder at the lottery, but hopefully uh, it's Poku or Nick Collison or something. But thank you for joining. We're going to chat again later on this week to recap what actually did happen at Tuesday's lottery. But I appreciate our chats. They're always fun. Thank you for having me. So that wraps up our chat with Richard Stamen at Mavs Draft on Twitter, MavsDraft.com, and Locked On NBA Draft. We're going to have him on again later this week to recap what actually happened in the NBA lottery. A lot of fun talking with him, as always. Now, the lottery's tonight. It is a monumental day, a huge day in franchise history. There is no overstating how important today is for the Oklahoma City Thunder. However... There's only one terrible outcome and then one shrug your shoulder outcome. So in all the stakes and with all the anxiety and nervousness and everything else you're feeling, there's only one terrible outcome. And that's the Thunder getting picked 7 and 18, as well as, of course, pick 16. And even in that terrible outcome, you have to be confident in Sam Presti and in the future assets the Thunder have acquired and with the knowledge that Sam Presti will be aggressive. Folks, I can promise you, from what I've heard and understand, Sam Presti will be extremely aggressive, as he typically is, but extremely aggressive in this draft. So let's hope for that dream scenario of one in five or two top five picks at least, no matter where they're at in the top five. But no matter what happens, the Thunder have Sam Presti, and this is only the first touch point of how long the Thunder will be in this rebuild. First of many touch points on trying to figure out when the Thunder will be back to relevancy, and it can be heavily accelerated with, with, with the outcome of tonight, just a couple of hours. So follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked on NBA YouTube page. We'll be live streaming the lottery over there. I'll retweet all the links. You can watch it on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, so make sure you follow me along over there on Twitter. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the craziness that happens tonight. 
and we'll try to put the pieces together for the next month as we get the combine this week, as we get leaks about workouts and interviews. We'll try to piece it all together ahead of the July 29th NBA draft. So a lot to get to. Make sure you're following along and staying tuned and locked in to Locked on Thunder, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So until then, be good and be good to one another. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.